Hey, Democrats, it's me, Lynn Moira Dichter, and time for Chat with the Chairs. It's your weekly peek behind the curtain as to what's going on with the Seminole County Democratic Party across Seminole County, across Florida, and across the nation. Good afternoon. Today is Friday, January 27th, 2023 already. Can you believe that? My name is Lynn Moira Dichter. I am the chair of the SEMDEMS, the Seminole County Democratic Party. SEMDEMS, the best name in the state. And it is an exciting time to be a Democrat in Seminole County. Uh, We have lots of things to talk about. We do this um, Facebook Live, Twitter Live. It's a podcast now. We've been doing it for a couple of years. And normally it is me, Lynn, but Moira, whatever you want to call me is fine. And it's also my vice chair, Tracy Kagan, but she is out living her best life. She will be back with us hopefully next week. And uh, But anyway, so it's not chat with the chairs, plural today. It's just chat with the chair. So you got you got me, whether you like it or not, but here's how I know that you're out there. You can go to the comment bar and say, happy Friday. Just let me know you're there. Comment on things as we start to talk about this. The way we structure chat with the chairs, it's pretty simple. Um, We go on from 3 to 3.30-ish every Friday afternoon and talk about what we did last week with the SEMDEMs, what's coming up this upcoming week with the SEMDEMs, and then, believe it or not, we talk about current events. And boy, do we have a pile of things this week to talk about with current events. So we will, you know, sort of sprinkle that around. <clears throat> and of course, my favorite part, we end at the at uh, close to 3.30 when we talk about food. Today is a special day, as you may or may not know. And we will talk about what the food is of the day and we'll help you get through the weekend with some great ideas for uh, for possible options, right, for your, for your uh, eating pleasure as, as we get to the weekend. Now, let me tell you that... Um, Last week, we started off the week with the Women's March at um, Orlando City Hall. It was attended by hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. We had a SEMDEM contingent there. We had signs. People were registering folks to vote. There was a great rally literally on the steps of Orlando City Hall, smack dab on Orange Avenue, downtown Orlando, and Ana Escamani, and there were just one, Tiffany Hughes spoke, our very own Tiffany Hughes from, from Seminole County. We had so many great speakers who were out there talking about women's rights, women's reproductive health, talking about the right to abortion, talking about men telling women what they can and cannot do with their bodies. It was so hopeful, so uplifting. And then we walked a couple of miles down Orange Avenue, around I-4 and back to City Hall, at which, you know, I had friends there. There were all these people. I saw Carlos Guillermo Smith there. We saw people from Ruth's List there. We, I mean, lots and lots of people. Saw Danielle from Ruth's List, Central Florida's Ruth's List. Um, it was spectacular. I saw, you know, people who are ready to run for office, who are thinking about running for office, who are married to people who are elected to office, who are now going to run themselves for office. Fantastic ideas. It was a really uplifting time to be among like-minded folks, uh, Democrats from Orange and Seminole and, and points all over the place, quite frankly, you know, Orange, Seminole, and I'll say Osceola County as well. So that was what was Saturday afternoon the uh, rally kicked off at noon-ish, maybe 12.30. Um, by the time everybody spoke, um, we didn't really start the walk till maybe closer to one o'clock-ish. And then we, uh, you know, we, we marched um, a couple of miles. Now, there was police protection because there was a group of folks uh, across the street from City Hall 
who were shouting and, you know, with horrible signs and posters and, and threatening comments and whatnot. It was just, it was awful. Um, yeah, there were counter protesters, Tracy, no question. It was horrible. Um, the, the signs that they held were graphic and gross. And um, finally, the police had to push them back so that we could have free, uh, free throttle, you know, like free reign to go down the block. And so, indeed, they, they either dispersed and or they just shut them up and pushed them back just a little bit so that they weren't impeding the, the rally or the march and interrupting it with their megaphones and all that kind of thing. It was awful. So yes, they were there with all of their signs, with their megaphones, with awful graphic comments and remarks and, and pictures. And so that was how I started my weekend after we left each other last Friday afternoon. Uh, I did that on Saturday. Um, so that was interesting. Monday, I stopped by the office. Uh, the office, by the way, the Sendem office is located on Ronald Reagan Boulevard. Yes, I understand the irony that the Democrats are on Ronald Reagan. You can call it 427 if you like. Um, it is just a little bit south of 434 on 427 uh, or Ronald Reagan, if you will. I'm sorry. I know I keep having to say that. Um, so, so our office has different hours now that we have turned the page to 2023. We're open on, I think it's Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. Um, and I would really love if you would come by and help out in the office. There are always projects to do. They could be um, office tasks, whether it's um, making buttons, writing postcards, organizing things. Um, you know, so what we are doing now, we have a big initiative to get people who write into the newspaper to, um, you know, to clip articles that pertain to democratic causes, interests, principles, standards, those kind of things. So all of these things are going on in the office and phone calls will be really ramping up in the next couple of weeks as we call folks to register or re-register them to vote by mail. That is a huge thing. If you didn't know this earlier this month, actually on January 1st, when the clock struck midnight and we turned over to 2023, your illustrious governor and the Republican supermajority in Tallahassee has decided that all of our vote by mail requests were thrown in the trash can. So if you voted for you know, voter suppression, why? The only people who do well with vote. Well, maybe that's that's not really true. It used to be the other way around. Republicans used to love vote by mail and then Democrats got good at it. And now that Democrats are good at voting by mail, guess what they dropped? All of our requests for vote by mail. In Seminole County, this was the only bucket of votes that we we excelled in here last November in the last election cycle. I always say there are three buckets of votes. One is vote by mail, one is early vote, and one is election day vote. And it turns out that the only bucket of votes that Democrats won, if you will, or exceeded the Republican turnout was in vote by mail. So guess what they dropped? Please. Don't tell me it's not purposeful. It's not intentional. It's all of that. And I would really, yeah. So um, that's that's where we are with that. So I will, um, and, and Tracy, I see that you're on there and I know you're going to talk about the, the beating um, in Memphis. And I will talk about that when we get to current events. But I don't know if there are protests planned for Orlando, but I really do hope, and I'll send out the word now, all peaceful protests, please. Doesn't help anybody. Right. I understand how awful it will be um, and, and in some cities um, because of the way this young man was pummeled by five 
officers in, in Memphis. And uh, we will talk about that in, in just a minute. But let me just get back to to what's what's been going on. So because I stopped by the office, I signed a lot of things. I did a lot of work in the office on Monday. But I also attended on Monday night a workshop in the city of Sanford, uh, a city commission workshop. It was held about 5 p.m. at Sanford City Hall on Monday evening. And they were talking about the idea of going from four to six districts. There's a mayor and four city commissioners. And there is not one district that is majority people of color. All the districts, they broke it up, they redrew the lines, and guess what? They diluted the black vote, they diluted the Hispanic vote, they drew it so that white people have a majority and African-American people are way down here. So there's a move afoot, there was a task force created that was going to at least have one majority minority district or majority minority or minority majority. You understand what I'm saying? One district in the whole city of Sanford that has just a little bit more black people so that there's a chance that a black person uh, could have that as, as an advantage. Well, guess what? Um, because the mayor of Sanford, Mayor Woodruff, said, well, is there a guarantee that'll work? Well, of course there's no guarantee. What, what, what are you talking about, a guarantee? doesn't work like that, Sugar. doesn't work like that at all. So because he throws this out, it, you know, they had a great um, video first. I, I did try to take a copy of my video with my shaky iPad, and I can, I can show that. Um, I should have you know, taken some clips to show it to you. But it was really interesting about the history of Sanford and Crooms Academy and how the city was gerrymandered and how the city and, and black people were um, sort of disenfranchised, I guess you would say. That's what I walked away with from my, you know, um, my, that was my impression of the video. Um, so that's, um, that's what they were trying to do. The task force was there. They had several people speak. Our, you know, there were people there that we know who are friends of the Semdems, right, who are part of our group, who are not officers, but who are precinct captains, who are activists, who are all different manner of people were there. Mario Hicks was there and Mr. Oliver was there and James. Um, oh, all of a sudden I just had a brain fart. Um, uh, let me see. I know I wrote it down. So that was, you know, I purposely wrote it down. Why am I not remembering his name? Um, anyway. I just, I'll, it'll, it'll come to me in a minute, but they were all there speaking, making a presentation and showing this video in an effort to get the Sanford City Commission to finally recognize that black people don't have a fair shake. And because there's no guarantee though, the mayor and a couple of this other woman who is there, who's like, what? She comes up with all manner of things. You know, she came up with, whew, Patty or Patsy or something. She was awful. I mean, Mm, yipes. So anyway, and then Sheena Britton spoke up. She wanted to actually call the question, you know, and then there was um, Carrie Wiggins, Commissioner Wiggins, who represents a district. Again, that was redrawn and has, you know, um, some black people. And he said, because he doesn't, is not in favor of it. And Mario Hicks is in favor of it, who ran against him. He thinks that he now has a mandate to keep it four districts, which is absolutely not true. But I don't know if he's afraid or, you know, I'm not really sure he's, he's like trying to protect his little corner of the county or the city. I don't know if he's trying to protect his seat. I don't know if he's trying to protect his turf. They drew the district. So, well, one time they drew it and he was out of his district. But the other time they drew it, the other option they presented, he was actually not drawn out of his district. He was in the district that would have been a majority 
minority district, majority black people, and not a lot. It's only 52 to 48 or something. I was a little bit. Anyway, that's what happened at this meeting. And of course, what a surprise. Uh, these people rubber stamped the idea of keeping the status quo. Boom. Sheena Britton being the only one who said, maybe we ought to think about this and, and look into this further. She wanted to call it right then, call the question. Like, are we going to go forward with this, investigate this? Are we going to make this happen? And all the others, including the mayor and the other three city council people, said no. Uh, Patrick Austin said no. Is it, oh, Patrick said no. Uh, Patty said no. The mayor said no. And Kerry Wiggins, uh, again, protection, went into full-on 100% protection mode. And, you know, and there it was. So it was, that's that's that. So anyway, I, I was just wanted to let you know how the week went for me. On Tuesday, I sat through a lot of data meetings um, trying to figure out the people who have been dropped, who have dropped their vote by mail, and we're trying to figure out an easy-peasy way for our precinct captains and our precinct area leaders to reach out to those people. We have a system, um, and we're going to you know, we're gonna roll that out in the next week, I think, and, and so everybody knows what the precinct captains are expected to do and what the group leaders are expected to do who are in charge of nine precincts, helping them facilitating that kind of outreach, making sure that the Democrats in their precincts know that they were unceremoniously kicked to the curb. And there are several ways we're going to reach out to them. We're going to walk and knock on their doors and leave a piece of literature. We're going to call them or we're going to text them. Both of those are free. All three of those options are free. Knocking on doors free. Calling them on your phone is free. Um, texting. You know, from your phone is free. If you want to pay for a texting service, um, that's it's only pennies on the dollar. You know, if you have 300 Democrats in your district who voted by mail, it's maybe it's a penny per. So maybe three, five bucks, something like that. It's, you know, depending on if you put a picture, it's a little bit more expensive. So it's absolutely manageable to uh, to call. Now, the other way is, of course, postcards. And postcards are expensive. The printing is expensive. The stamps are expensive. All of these things are expensive. And I think they are the least effective way of getting people to vote by mail. So that's, you know, that's still where we are with it. We're going to try to do a big countywide initiative. And we talked, I talked a lot about that with our data people so that every precinct captain who requested can get the data from their zone and they can then say, oh, look, I have 700 Democrats, 300 of them voted by mail or on the vote by mail list. And um, so it's my responsibility in my little precinct, my little corner of the county to reach out to those 300 people. Now, some will have more than that. Some will have less. But it, in my precinct, I, those are approximately the numbers where I live. Mm. Excuse me. So we talked about that. Um, we also talked extensively about other ways that you can help us. You, meaning anybody watching this, whether you're watching it on a podcast later or listening to it, I mean, or if you're watching on Facebook now or um, Twitter now, uh, if you're watching it live or tape delay, it doesn't matter to me. There are so many ways you can get connected by working in the office and all of that. We talked a lot about ways you can get connected. The biggest initiative we have in this first quarter of the year is re-registering folks to vote by mail. Um, I think we talked last week about the noticeable absence of Chris Anderson and the Republican Party at the Martin Luther King festivities. Um, great opportunity to register people to vote by mail or even to register people to vote at all. Um, but of course, they weren't anywhere. 
Uh, so that's, you know, that's where that is. But I'm, from what I understand, the scuttlebutt is that the supervisor's office is going to, well, do, you know, what I said was least effective, which is sending postcards to people and telling them that Tallahassee dropped them, you know, kicked them to the curb, their vote by mail request. So when that happens, I don't know. I don't know what his timeline is. I don't know how he plans on doing that. Um, there were 36,000 Democrats who voted by mail last time. I don't know, you know, the, the numbers of Republicans were less and, and no party people and other parties were obviously, you know, significantly less, but it is really important that we reach out and do our own homework, right? He's going to do whatever he does, whenever he does it, in whatever form he does it. It's now, you know, that's on him. It's another touch and I'm happy with that. Great. But we're not letting uh, this go by just relying on the supervisor who really doesn't have a vested interest. You know, he's, he's not, he doesn't care about getting Democrats re-registered to vote or registered to vote by mail, I mean. So in any way, that's where we are. Paul, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Tracy, I see you're on there. I'm giving some great ideas. Um, as Paul says, it's a cold Friday, but we have some hot topics here on Chat with the Chair. So that was kind of my week. We were talking about how um, the, the 113,000 Democrats can get connected to their neighbors, to other Democrats. So many people say, I don't even think there's a Democrat on my street, but you'd be surprised. And we would love for you to be a precinct captain and talk to just your little neighborhood, just your subdivision. That would be awesome. It sounds scary. Oh, I want you to be a precinct captain. Well, cheapers, what does that mean? Well, it means you literally are talking to your neighbors. And if you can do that, we will send you the names of those who are on your street, in your subdivision, in your precinct. And you're only going to friendly houses, obviously, if they're registered to vote as Democrats. And it will be, you know, yes, we'll have fun things, but yes, there are some activities that we need that will be integral, instrumental in getting Democrats elected this year and next year. So those are those are some things that we have coming up. So that's where last week was. Current events. Now, this is, you know, I spent a lot of time and there will be some, you know, we will have some uh, topics. I, we, we talked briefly, I think, in another episode of Chat with the Chairs about the, well, we originally, remember we had don't say gay, now it's don't say black. You can't teach African-American studies in Florida as an AP class. Well, guess what? Uh, Now, Benjamin Crump, the civil rights attorney for the nation, but certainly he's a Florida guy, and I mean, he does a lot of work here. He has some clients ready to take this governor's crazy-ass idea of don't teach black history as an AP-level course He's willing to take it to court if they don't back off and allow this to be taught in high school. The AP classes are, you know, college level classes to teach about the, you know, the history of African-Americans in in, in U.S. history. And um, so that's uh, I found that fascinating. This is something that happened this week. Now, you may not remember who is Ben Crump. He every time another black and he's been on the news a lot today because there was a horrific beating in, um, oh my goodness, I, I, I said Memphis, Tennessee, a little bit, you know, a couple of days back, and um, he is representing the family, and the justice for Tyree is, you know, the theme now. We're going to know another black name. We knew George Floyd, now we're going to know Tyree. And Tyree was beaten, bludgeoned, pummeled, whatever word you want to use, by five, count them, five Memphis police officers 
Um, I saw the African-American female chief of police in Memphis who was appalled at the behavior of her staff and of her officers. Um, I don't know if it matters to you, but all five of the officers who bludgeoned this kid, Tyree, to death were black uh, and they beat him to within an inch of his life. And then ultimately he died. So that's, you know, that's, it's awful. So, so that's bad. Now, um, I was, you know, so that's the Ben Crump who is go- the same Ben Crump that you, know, you have seen, the lawyer, the civil rights guy. He's an attorney to every single civil rights case that comes up, it seems like. Um, he will be taking the governor and his crazy don't teach black history to court, or he has some clients who will be doing that. Yeah. And um, so now I am, uh, you know, but the thing, you know, I saw an article, I think it was a letter to the editor today. The fact is, is that Florida has always taught uncomfortable history. We used to teach when I was in high school in Florida, in Miami, in Miami-Dade County, they taught something called Americanism versus communism. They taught about differing viewpoints. It was a requirement to graduate from high school. It used to be you know, it was like a civics kind of thing. You know, yes, I had to take civics, but this was specifically a high school class, Americanism versus communism. Okay. You know, it wasn't a fascinating curriculum, but it was what it was. And we had to take it. We teach about the Japanese internment camps, uncomfortable for sure. Why we are very reluctant to teach about black history is mm, beyond me, seems a little racist, just saying. Um, but the, you know, America has some ugly history, but that doesn't mean that we don't teach it. You know, that's slavery's our original sin for Pete's sake. Why are we not teaching it? And that is, um, yeah, that's it. We teach about the Holocaust, uncomfortable history. And I think that Tracy said, yeah, she felt it's, it's not fun, you know, to hear about when it, when it's your, you know, your ox is being gored, when your people are being, you know, the ones who are the the victims in this case of the Holocaust or, you know, today's Holocaust Remembrance Day. So that's also front of my mind. And then it's this Tyree, they're releasing the video in just a little while. And there is talk that this is going to spark um, protests, demonstrations, um, and hopefully peaceful protests and demonstrations, not only in Memphis, but in other communities around this country. So if you, you know, if you are moved to protest, please keep yourself safe. And you're, you're certainly allowed your First Amendment rights. You know, the right to assemble is there. You're absolutely, you know, permitted to do that. But, you know, smashing someone's stuff is not acceptable. So, so knock it off. This is me, the mom, in advance. Yes, you can assemble. Yes, you can march. Yes, you can protest. Yes, you can chant. Yes, you can have signs and sandwich boards and all of that. But please, you know, when it comes to then uh, destroying someone else's property, commercial or personal property, no, like, let's not, let's not do that. You know, um, I, as many of you know, I was born in Philadelphia. I moved to Florida when I was a small child, but they always make fun of the Philadelphia sports fans, um, whether it's the Eagles, whether it's the Phillies, wh- whatever it is, the Flyers, it doesn't matter. Whenever you go to a Phillies game, the fans are horrible. They have terrible sportsmanship. They, it, even when they win and they go to the streets and they set fire to stuff, it's like, what are you doing? You just won the game and they still make a big to do. So I hope that this is not what is going to happen tonight when they release the Tyree video, but it apparently is Horrific is the word the mother used today. 
she could only watch a little of it, heard her boy call out mama, and she couldn't watch anymore. So this is what our country still to this day, black people get pulled over more, get arrested more, get hassled more. You know, whether you're driving while black, whether you're in a park while black, whether you're selling Confederate cigarettes, uh, um, counterfeit cigarettes um, while black, it doesn't matter. They, you could just be doing anything, you know, and there is no question in my head that this is strictly because of the color of your skin. So tonight we will just see, you know, we'll hold our breath collectively together and we'll see, we'll see what happens tonight. Um, another piece of current events, a little closer to home, and that is that the Tallahassee is having committee meetings and they're starting to churn out some bills. One is worse than the next, but the one that I'm going to talk about now has to do with housing. And a housing bill is being floated in Tallahassee now that, no surprise here, helps developers but does not help affordable housing. Guess what? Brown and black people, poor people uh, need a boost, need a lift. If you knew the price of a just a crappy apartment, you would be flabbergasted as to how much they are. There's also a letter to the editor in today's paper about a guy who moved here from somewhere, thought he had enough money, thought he had a college. I mean, he has a college education. He has employment. He has all of this stuff. He's moving to Florida out of the cold like everybody else. Their families have the same story moving here and he can't find a place. You know, you need three times the rent to get in the door. And a lot of them are just hell holes. So uh, the, the idea that Tallahassee would favor the developers, but would sabotage people who need affordable housing. The bill also prohibits rent control. So when you can help those who are impoverished, who need to hold it tight, you know, don't keep raising, raising, raising 50%. You pay $1,000 this year, you pay $1,500 next year. The next thing you know, you're paying $3,000 for the same crappy one-bedroom apartment. It's crazy what's going on. And these are not fancy luxury shishi apartments. These are, I'm telling you, I'm going to say a bad word. These are not great. And 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 the, the, the bill in Tallahassee this week, Republican-based, of course, helps developers, the upper 1%, right? Helps the developers, but sabotages those who need affordable housing. Uh, so I don't get it. Um, and that's, that's kind of where that is, you know? Oh, they say, oh, but it's trickled down. It'll be trickled down. We'll help the people up here with tax breaks, the developers of these apartments and single family homes, and they'll trickle it down. Well, let me tell you something. Trickle down has never, repeat, never worked. So you know, again, knock it off. You know, this is one of the many bills because we have a super majority and a super jerk in the governor's mansion. And we have a super majority in Tallahassee that this is one, just a little sprinkling of the mean-spirited, hateful, forget, you know, he, he, preserve your power at all cost bills that will be coming out of the legislature beginning in March, February, March. Mm hmm. So that's that's that. The third thing is Seminole County just hired a new county manager. The old one last year is now working at the Sanford Airport or whatever. And they looked and they had three people a while back and they decided all of them were no good. So then they went back to the drawing board and they finally offered somebody a job who is currently a his name is Darren Gray starts on March 1st. He is like a deputy county manager in um, Orange County. So he's going to move here. 
He's from this area. He's worked in Lake County. He's worked in Orange County. He's worked in whatever. He's worked all over the place. And he's a Central Florida guy. And he has just been offered a job in as the new Seminole County manager. Uh, those are the people who do all the work. The county commissioners just, you know, that's when they say, well, let staff do that. You know, staff does the work. And the county commissioners decide how will they preserve their votes and, you know, decide what to do with that. So there's that. Now, um, I know, I don't know how it became, I I have so many, I want to talk to you about books. And I want to talk to you because next week is February, next week, this coming up week is African American Black History Month, right? And we are doing a book drive. We, the Semdems, are doing a book drive. I want you to put this in your Franklin planner. I want you to put this in your phone. I want you to put this down as a big deal. Starting on, well, the first thing that is super fun is what's called the Seminole County Read-In Day. Read-In Day is on March 2nd, but it's, it'll come here before you know it and you have to sign up. So Seminole County Read-In Day, where you go to a school and you read books to the kids, which is completely fun and completely great. But Semdems are doing a book drive for books appropriate for K through 2, kindergarten, first and second grade. The details, all the info are on our website. Out how you can get involved. And the cool thing is that you can get four books for this book drive for about $20. So it's really reasonable and it really will help. Teachers have libraries in their, in their classrooms that they let the kids take home. A lot of kids in our county do not have what I'll call print rich homes where they don't see a newspaper. They don't see people reading. They don't see books around. And that's, you know, this way kids can have books not to take home, to take home and read and and then bring them back to the library in their school for sure. But then in the classroom, they can get an extra book to bring home in their book bag and bring it back to their kindergarten, first or second grade teacher. Those teachers have little libraries, you know, little bookshelves in their classrooms. And this is fantastic. So we are doing this book drive. It starts right now. Let's go get on there, buy a couple of books for some kids in Seminole County. It is terrific. I think we're, we're, I thought we were doing it in Goldsboro Elementary, but I'm not positive of the school that we're starting in, but it is fabulous. So you get, oh, you get a book and you can, let's see. Oh, you can keep the book. Ho, ho, I didn't know this. Okay. I thought it was just like in a little lending library in the classroom. Ho, ho, no, 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 mm No, no. So they get to put their name in it and they get to take it home. So there you go. People of the book. People, you know, you need to read, right? Reading is fundamental, right? If uh, those of you who are old enough to remember that, then haha, I remember it also. So those are things that I wanted to talk about with you today that the Semdems are doing. We are so excited. This week coming up, we also have our... um, Seminole County Democratic Executive Committee. It's the board. It's also, I always invite the clubs and caucuses, those chairs to come, presidents or chairs of the different groups. Um, the Young Dems are always invited. The um, They're actually part of it. The Women's Club is part of it. The Hispanic Caucus, the Black Caucus, Diversity and Inclusion, Environmental Caucus, all of these different caucuses are, are invited to come. And we talk about our upcoming initiatives Um, whether it's registering folks to vote or, you know, starting to screen candidates or this book drive, all of these things. I'm very excited. Now, when you buy the books, by the way, you can either um, bring them to the office. If if you want to have them delivered to your house, that's great, you know, and bring them over. Or you can, we have an address or an email address. Uh, You can contact somebody uh, who's in charge of the program and we can make sure that we get 
you know, you send them to somebody else. If you just don't want to, you just want to pay your money and, have, and ship them off to somebody else. There's an address on there. It's Tracy Starkweather, right? Tracy with an I, T-R-A-C-I, and it's in the chat uh, at Gmail. All right. So yeah, bring books to the meeting, do whatever you want. Our general meeting is the week after on February 9th. I won't be there, but Tracy Kagan will be in rare form as she always is, you know, to get this thing up and running. So um, that is what now, can we talk about what's awesome? And that is food. Can we please talk about food? Whew. Okay, here we go. Today, it is the 27th of January. Today is, I mean, how do you not love this day? Today is a day that should have Lynn Moira Dictor Day on it. It's called Chocolate Cake Day. The best, the best, right? Chocolate Cake Day. Oh my God. Fantastic. Chocolate Cake Day. That's today, the 27th of January. Choc National Chocolate Cake Day. Oh, I don't care what kind of icing it has. I, don't, I mean, I love icing, but I mean, the chocolate cake, always awesome. Scoop of vanilla on there, even better. Oh my God. Chocolate Cake Day is today. Today, so enjoy chocolate cake guilt-free today, because it's you know it's National Chocolate Cake Day. You're just doing your you know your national food responsibility, right? Tomorrow is also a day that's hey. Uh, oh, there we go. Okay, so tomorrow is the 28th. Tomorrow's Blueberry Pancake Day, and Sunday, it, which I I love blueberry pancakes, chocolate chip pancakes, cho any you know whatever. Blueberry pancake is Saturday. On Sunday, and I saw this in the paper day. It's corn chip day, like Fritos. And there's something called Frito pie. I didn't know anything about this, but it is just a fun thing. It's nachos, but on top of, instead of on top of nacho chips, it's on top of Fritos. So I don't know. It's a thing. They even sometimes serve it in the Frito bag, you know, where the, Hey, I'm back. Hello. Hi, tro hi troops. Um, Sunday, I don't know if you heard me, Frito Day or Corn Chip Day. And finally, Monday, in case you were absolutely desperate and you wanted something a little more upscale, it's Croissant Day. You know, that lovely French bread delicacy. Oh, good time. And you can tell my favorite croissant is a chocolate one. Just saying, you know I have a problem. Um, so anyway, that's what we're talking about, uh, you know, as we go. Today is chocolate cake. Tomorrow is blueberry pancakes. Sunday is Corn Chip Day. And Monday is the glorious croissant. So all of that is, you know, that is, that is a good, that's a good time. So I will, I'm going to let you go enjoy this very chilly, but gorgeous weekend. Um, I have a, believe it or not, I am going to a homeowners association meeting in a little while. And I have a feeling I may have to hold my husband back. We'll see. I'll let you know how that pans out. They may start throwing tomatoes. We'll see what that's about. Uh, he has promised me he would not run for the condo board. Can you imagine? Oh my. That's like, talk about um, something that's unappreciated. Uh, not saying that the Semdems chair is not a, you know, underpaid with zero pay, uh, unappreciated position, but the condo board, whoo. Anyway, so that's, that's my Friday night. How fun is that? And um, next week we may talk about the awful problem of homeowners insurance. If you could even find homeowners insurance, this is a democratic cause and the Republicans don't give a damn. All right. So this gets me all hot and bothered. A lot of companies are pulling out of Florida and your current homeowners, you know, property insurance. Uh, forget if you live in a condo, they are pulling out of the state with what happened with the two hurricanes that we had late in the season. They don't want anything to do with it because they're losing their shirts. And the governor doesn't seem to want to make it right for people who are just regular folks. Again, another shot. But I can't help but think he is uninterested because the insurance companies are giving him lots of cash. 
Uh, more about that. I'm getting agitated as we move along. So I will, I will see you guys next Friday and every Friday, three o'clock to three 30 ish. And uh, welcome. And thank you for being with us on chat with the chairs. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye and take care everybody.